0: You are now listening to the hottest station, WDJC DV DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com. All oh, hell, King Busy. Get busy, baby. To downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed.
1: Let's go, bro. It is showtime. Welcome, everybody, to an all new new, 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 new world order special edition of Downright Sports. I am your host. The Notorious Sports Critic, the sports influencer himself, Brent Reed, and this is a special, special, special Downright Sports here, recorded live on Facebook, uh, slash Downright Sports. I forgot my own channel. Uh, if you've never heard an episode of Downright Sports before, you can, uh, it basically is a sports show for sports fans. Um... Uh, Talked or spoken to all sports fans by the sports fan, if you will. You gotta have a tagline. You Gotta have an approach. You gotta be able to, you know, speak the gospel. But uh, you can always listen to Downright Sports. You can download and listen to old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. You can listen to the show daily weekdays from 12 to 1 on DJ Chase Radio. WDJ CDB DJ Chase Radio. DJ Chase. And you can also listen on Dynasty Radio on Dynasty Radio NY on Thursdays. You can listen on Trap Radar Radio on Saturdays and She Real Radio. I have plenty of time to promote the other stuff. But, and then we'll do the social media anyway. So, tomorrow, Monday, it's time for the national championship the game of games the game we've all been waiting for trying to figure out what i'm supposed to talk about next my scripts right here sad i normally do it on the computer but i wrote it down specials i don't waste space on my computer doing the notes it's weird so the College National Championship is tomorrow. If you're listening to this on a different day, it, the game will actually be played January 9th, <laughs> but the game uh, between the matchup, if you will, the Big 12 loser, funny enough, TCU <laughs> is taking on the defending national champions, the SEC winner, the Georgia Bulldogs, they will face each other in the championship game. We're going to do the tail of the tape and everything shortly. If you can tell, I got my, since it's a college national championship, I got my bro gear on um, to some degree. I've been out of college for a very long time. I've been out of college so long. How long have you been out of college? George Bush second was the president. That's how long I've been out of college. Whew, I'm old. Anyway, so let's get started, shall we? So the college landscape kicked off this year with all of us, um, you know, pretty much thinking that Alabama was going to go on a revenge tour, that they, you know, they were going to be upset that they didn't win it last year, that they were going to, you know, they lost to uh, Georgia and that they would uh, kick this year basically you know on a revenge tour they just broke up with their with their with their significant other they're on tender and they're just going all over the place trying to just get everyone well it didn't happen that way we had some teams that pretty much um uh we had teams that came you know i'm gonna say came out of nowhere we we saw the emergence of Tennessee finally for years. If you've been watching college sports, you um, we are always told you know this is Tennessee's year. This is Tennessee's year. Well, Tennessee kind of shook the world. They 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 definitely uh, made a lot of people nervous. They were the number one team for a long time, and then. Of course, what happened? Well, I'll tell you. They took their butt down to Georgia. Isn't that a song? The devil went down to Georgia. I wish Allie was on the show right now because she would tell me. Allie, if you can hear me, text me and tell me if there was a show. that there was a song, the devil went down to Georgia. Just let me know, Allie. But um, uh, Tennessee as the number one ranked team. Went to Georgia, and it wasn't close. It was 27-13. Not even close. Didn't show up. Now, Tennessee, was still hope, but they would lose their quarterback, and that hope went away. Went up in smoke. So, that was it. But, when the year started, the preseason rankings were, this is the final. I wanted the preseason. That's what I wanted. That's what I asked for. Listen, computer. Anyway, so the preseason rankings when the year started was Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah, Michigan, and the rest is history. TCU, funny enough, the team who's in the championship wasn't even ranked when the year started. I'm double-checking, a little dyslexic, can miss some things. But if you pay attention when the year started, the number 25, team's 20... Through 25 was Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU. No TCU. In fact, if we look at the complete rankings, what the devil? <laughs> if we look at the, I think I hit the wrong button. But TCU didn't pop up on the blip until about week seven where they started making some noise, and then people was like, "Ooh, TCU was five and no. They just beat number nineteen Kansas. Now, in the week prior to that, they uh, the ne- the following week after beating number nineteen Kansas, they would go on to beat number eight Oklahoma State. They're starting to make some noise, but still the top twenty, the top four teams going into uh, week seven was Georgia, o- Ohio State, Bama, Clemson. We were stamping. I was prepared for the Clemson-Alabama oh, rematch. I was prepared to see if this was the year Clemson was going to return back to dominance. Well, let's fast forward to Week 11, where now the TCU Bullfrog Is it the Bullfrogs? Frog, excuse me. Uh, now, at Week 11, are now the number four ranked team. Why? Because going into this, tennis, tennis, uh, Clemson would lose to Notre Dame, who started the year off ugly. Like, Notre Dame had all this promise. They had a new head coach. Um, Brian Kelly took his talents down to Louisiana Bayou and down to New Orleans. And um, we basically saw Notre Dame lose some really bad games early. Like, <laughs> there was conversation that this dude was going to keep his job. Like, oh, whoa. Did we make the right decision? Should we had not just let Brian Kelly pick his successor? And fortunately, they kind of got back on their feet. They were able to, um, you know, make, you know, they were able to, you know, have a respectable season, but they would, um, starting out, lose to Ohio State. They would lose to Marshall. They would lose to Stanford. But let's get back to TCU, shall we? Because this was... All about TCU. So now here we are, week eleven. TCU cracks the top four, but let's just be frank. When TCU cracked the top four, the team sitting on the outside looking in was Tennessee, Oregon, both at eight one, LSU at seven two, USC at eight one, and Alabama was tenth at seven and two. Now anybody would, uh, anybody who's followed sports, anybody who knows anything about anything. Was pretty much counting the days, the time, the hours when uh, TCU would crap the bed and lose. Where TCU, because TCU would be Texas Tech or, or week 11, uh, going into the follow, going to the game after that, they was gonna face number 18 Texas. Everybody circled their calendar. And was pretty much going to say, going into week 12, TCU was going to fall out the top four. One loss. One loss would have put TCU down back to like 15. Well, let's go on to the next week where TCU would beat Texas in a defensive game. Something nobody confused TCU with all year. 17 to 10. And TCU found themselves still at the four spot. Now there was Tennessee just sitting in the lurking lurking in the sitting lick, licking and the watching all right and you still had LSU at eight and 8 2 with some big wins over Arkansas and then a big win did it be Bama? I'm pretty sure I don't my assistant is sleeping but now we're all waiting baited breath and we go to week 14 and there they are TCU 12 and oh. and now have moved up. why? I'm glad you asked because going into week 14, we would see Ohio State lose to Michigan in the game of games. The Yankees, Red Sox, the Lakers, Boston Celtics, we would see them lose. So now Ohio State's out. USC is in. We know the four teams is met. There's no chance in the world that we are going to see. Any changes? T C Tennessee caught a big loss. They now got two wins. They're not going to be back in. Alabama's got two losses, but Alabama creeped up to six. Why? Because LSU picked up a third loss, so they went back down. But we go into Week 15, the conference championship week, and it's stamped. Put a stamp on it. You got Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. Well, USC while playing. Utah decided to all over the place and find themselves out because that was their second loss. And TCU in one of, <laughs> one of many games of the year went down to the wire with Kansas State, a team which early that year they went down to the wire when Kansas State was ranked nineteenth. TCU and them, TCU and Kansas State uh, TCU would beat them thirty eight to thirty one in a close game. Well. Kansas State didn't forget, and they remembered, and then they would go into this game. um, Oh, I just did something. They would go into this game, and they would go into a shootout where Kansas State would emerge, giving TCU their first loss. Now, what do you do? Do you... Ohio State is sitting there, but Ohio State can only replace one of the two teams. Do you put USC in there? Who has the better losses? Do you put Bama in there? Do you put Tennessee in there? Do you just do the usual suspects? Well, the committee thought better and put TCU in there in the number three spot and then put Ohio State in there in the number four spot, setting setting up Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, Georgia. Still, we were all sitting back and saying, well, this is Michigan's game to win, Michigan's going to the championship, but we were wrong. That didn't happen. Michigan and TCU would play in one of the craziest games where Michigan never led in the whole game. Every time Michigan would, it was, I described it, the game actually finished on New Year's, like the the ball dropped field goal TCU wins and I said it in the game I was I said it in the uh my post game show which I was so tired <laughs> that what we witnessed was a boxing match TCU got up early in points and just kept jabbing keeping the jab every time Michigan would take a body blow TCU would Counter it and keep their distance. The final score was 51 45. Michigan never led. So you you got the subplot. uh, How TCU got here. I pretty much painted the whole picture how TCU got here. TCU made it. All right. Every team that was supposed to be here fell out. This is best. For the first time since the college. Uh, playoff system started, we've all been pandering for a Cinderella. If you watch college basketball when March Madness comes around, we all look for the Cinderella. Who's the Cinderella? Who's it going to be? Well, TCU was giving us that. They're not really an underdog because they were undefeated all year. But compare, the Big 12 in this whole college football playoff uh, rigmarole has not smelled a national champion. At all. They haven't found anybody to step up and represent. Teams have come close and they get blew out quickly. They just have not had somebody represent them at all. Football. Football. Sorry, I couldn't spell football because I'm trying to type something. (laughs) And my brain got stuck. I was just like, football. (laughs) Alright, so. Let's take a look, if you will, to when the last time we had a Big 12 team Win the national championship. Well, I'm glad you go all X. You would have to go back. If I'm picking a Big 12 team. To the year 2000. When Oklahoma won. Yeah. Since 2000. You had Oklahoma, Miami, Ohio State, LSU and South. Uh, uh, USC. USC, Texas, Florida, that's back when it was stupid uh, BCS nonsense, Um, Florida, LSU, Florida, Bama, um, Auburn, Alabama, Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State, and then when the college championship started, the first champion was Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, Bama, Clemson, LSU, Bama, Georgia, not one team from the Big 12, not one team from the Pac-12 has been to the championship at all. Hasn't even made, I mean, hasn't won it. Teams have gone, but they've lost. <laughs> like, that's the crazy thing to think. So now TCU can do the unthinkable. And, and another year or next year after that, you're going to see two of the marquee teams of the Big 12 leave to go to the SEC in Texas and Oklahoma, funny enough. And TCU, if they knock off Georgia, changes the conversation and one reason why and i'm a rapper i'ma get to the to the tail of the tape but the one thing about my show is all improv but the transfer portal has changed everything uh sunny dukes uh has uh, excuse me not dude yeah Sonny dykes has this is his first year with tcu he's over but most of his players he didn't go get top recruits he just went through the transfer portal and found senior players, guys who were good enough, who were seniors to make it work. Hold on, Facebook. Uh, is this transfer portal so far better than anybody? Like he will, he technically will be the the Kyler Perry of football, where he where Kyler Perry is the one and done king. Well, Sonny will be the transfer portal king. Now next year we don't know what 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 lies ahead for this team next year but we do know that uh right now he's in the best position if you look at the team now we get to the tail of the tape if you look at a team breaks down okay uh tcu uh has two national championships last one first one 1935 last one 1938 go figure (laughs) Been a long time. I actually remember the 1938 game. Why? Because I was, you know, trying to get in, and it was a different time back then. You know, there's a lot of yellow tape. You had to watch the game in a different place if you were myself. And I was interested, and in, I wanted a hot dog, but I didn't have ten cent, you know. And that's all a hot dog was back then, and you know. So I, you know, after the game, I I, I just went and I played uh roll, you know, stick roll. It was a game. You take a stick and you just roll, literally a wheel. <laughs> I think it's called. The name of the game. was called stick and wheel. I digress. Any case, um, TCU this year has had some big games. When They have had some big wins this current, uh, this past year. Um, they uh, beat number eighteen Oklahoma fifty-five to twenty-four. They beat, as I mentioned earlier, Kansas State thirty-eight to thirty-one when they were ranked nineteenth. They beat. Oklahoma State, um, eight, uh, they, excuse me, they beat number eight ranked Oklahoma State, 43 to 40, uh, number 17 ranked Kansas State, I said that wrong, they beat number 19 Kansas, they beat number, uh, 17, they beat the 17th ranked Kansas State, 38-28, and then would lose to them in a championship, and they would beat number 18 ranked Texas 7 to 10. This was a team that was unranked and made themselves ranked and put themselves in the best position. One could ask for it now. They're led by uh, Max Duggan's uh, Max Duggan, quarterback, senior, thirty-two touchdowns, six interceptions. He ran for over four hundred and sixty-one yards with eight touchdowns. So the kids got wheels. He could stay in the pocket and he'll pick you apart and you know take 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 You apart by the knees, but one thing about Max, if you watched him in that game against Michigan, he, Michigan could not contain him every time they thought that they had him, he would he could just make do, he can make magic happen, and that's scary. And if you're Georgia, you have to be scared of that. Moving on, Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, junior, um, in the Michigan game 163 yards, six t- catches, one touchdown. Uh, Doesn't I do his year stats? I sure did it. <laughs> that offense, as explosive as it is, and it is explosive. If you look how TCU's offense breaks down, I'm too far away. If you look how it breaks down, they average about 474 yards a game, rushing around 204 yards, passing. Uh, they uh, excuse me, points not passing points per game around. That, what the heck? Oh, 41. I messed up. I was like, damn, it's 141 points. No, I put it. Uh, they average around 41 points a game. This is a team that puts numbers up. But the downside is defensively, they give it up a lot. Defensively, they ha- uh, have allowed over 25 points a game, which in college football may sound good because they get a lot of high scoring games, but it's not when you play when you will when you let a team in just a little bit, they will make way like you've never seen before. Uh rushing, they allowed they allowed about 149 yards. That's what they said they'd have it. That was the craziest thing I've seen. But they give up they could give up the big play. They could go get the big play. But now the problem is they're about to play Georgia and not to mention their their running back um Miller is 50-50 if he's going to be able to play. This guy had over 1,300 yards rushing, 17 touchdowns. He rush, He averages about six two point 6.2 yards a carry. And if you don't have that 1-2 threat going into this game, that's going to make a break of difference. It's kind of even hard to make a call whether or not this game is going to be able, if, if this is going to be uh, a game that, you know, you can make a pick, because you don't even know if the um, if he's going to be available for the game. That's the Miller, the running back. That's who that is. But <laughs> if you take a look, TCU's defense is no slouch. They do give up, but they have guys that go get it. And uh, Jomo Hodges, a junior, uh, who had four sacks a season and an interception. And then they had um, Johnny Hudgens, junior. Both linebackers, no relation, who had about um, 81 tackles this year, uh, 40 solo tackles, not as many sacks as Yomo, but they both could get to the quarterback, which is going to be important to my next statement. But then they have D. Walters, who gets eight sacks, who's had eight sacks this season. Um, I rounded off these 7.5, but I'm going to give it eight. Eight sacks and interception. So you got three guys that are headhunters coming for your quarterback. But they got to face the big boys of Georgia, which now, I like using legal pads because I'm 100 years old, but you take a look at Georgia. We know how Georgia got here. They've been the best team all year. They've been one of the better teams we've seen the entire year. They're the defending champions. They have not lost a game (laughs) in two years. Like How crazy is that, right? Um, You got Kirby Smart, the head coach, seventh year, 80 and 15. The guy knows what he's doing. I think so, okay? Um, their big games this year were one they play in the SEC we know that conference but they blew out Oregon on opening night uh Oregon was ranked 11th they beat them 49 to three they basically told everybody don't no no you ain't no you ain't ready for this like you go play for another bowl game but you're not ready for this that's what pretty much um pretty much what Georgia told Oregon they beat. The number one ranked team, Tennessee, which I really feel like they made Tennessee ranked to kind of get their hopes up. Like, no one, they're going to play Georgia. It was like, ooh. and then Georgia disrespected, beating them 27 to 13. And they beat number, at the time, 17th ranked LSU 50 to 30 in the SEC championship game. I repeat, this was the SEC championship game, and they beat them 50 to 30. Damn. <laughs> um, what it, uh, Stamson Bennett, senior. Uh, he was there last year. He won the championship. Uh, passed for over 3,823 yards, two, 23 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I'm gonna come back to that. All right. Uh, against Ohio State in the in the um, in the semifinals, he would. Pass for 398 yards, three touchdowns, and interceptions. Let's stop there. If you go back and watch that game, that Ohio State game, that game had everybody in America saying, oh, my God. Ohio State, who got slapped by Michigan. Michigan gets, in, not embarrassed, but plays in a tight game with TCU and loses. What did we just witness here? And Georgia was going down with the ship for the first... Is the game cast? No, I don't want that. Is this the recap? Yeah, I don't want that. I want the play-by-play. Yes. So, if you're paying attention, once... At one point in the game, Georgia gets an interception. um, And at one point... Ohio State was leading 17-7, to then 21-7 to at one point, and then uh, Georgia would score would be 21-14. Ohio State would punt. It was still 21-14. Georgia would score. It was 21-21. Uh, I mean, yes. So, the interception that Georgia got kind of shifted the momentum. Although, no, Georgia threw the interception. Sorry. Georgia threw the interception. Saying it's all wrong, let's get back to it. <laughs> Georgia 3 deception. Ohio State was up 21 to 7. Then it was 21-14, 21-14. Georgia would score 21-21, 21-21. And then Ohio State would go up. At the end of the half, they were up 28 to 24. Well, at the end of the going into the third quarter, now Ohio State 35-24. We're all sitting at home wondering, well, the New Year's going to start off differently. And then at one point in the game, uh, the score was 38-24 to on a Georgia field goal. Well, field goal, yeah, that was lovely. Well, Ohio State would punt. Georgia would score a touchdown, making it 38-35. Ohio State would kick a field goal, making it 41-35. Georgia would score a touchdown. The touchdown to give them the only lead they had all game at 42-41. to um, Ohio State would miss the field goal that would have won them the game, and that was it. Georgia escaped the jaws of defeat and found themselves back in the championship. They have a unique three-headed monster offensively. They don't throw up ton. They they do average. Uh, where is it? The, Georgia does average thirty-nine points a game. But if you go look at their who they played this year, uh it's not outside of the three games I gave you. They weren't really playing a ton of teams that were any good. I don't even know who the second team they played this year was. They played Kent State. They played Missouri. Auburn was trash. They fired their coach. They played Vanderbilt. They blew Vanderbilt 55 to nothing. Florida was trash. Mississippi State was trash. You uh, Kentucky was trash. Georgia Tech. like These teams weren't anything. So, of course, they averaged a ton of points. But they still have a, uh, a, a wicked running back uh, tandem. And uh, Kenny Mito- uh, I'm going to kill this guy's name. Let's just go with his first name. Let's keep him on the first name basis. Uh, Kenny with uh, a senior. 779 yards. 10 touchdowns. Um, Edwards. Uh, what is Edwards? Junior. 739 rushing yards. 7 touchdowns. Kendall Minton... 559 yards rushing, seven touchdowns. You got three guys with over basically 500 yards rushing. It's going to make it real difficult for a TCU team that gives up a lot of yards and a lot of points to try to compete with that because at any given moment, any one of these guys could just break away and go off. None of these, and I don't think anyone in the injury report. If I look, uh, the only running back, uh, Kendall was the only one to score a touchdown against Ohio State in the semifinals game. Now they don't have any. They don't have uh, their quarterback doesn't throw a ton of touchdowns. He's not what he's built like. But against Tennessee, that I mean TCU, that can change. Why? Because TCU again, not that many points. They don't stop the ball. They just don't. Even against Michigan, they hit Michigan early. They showed they could play physical, but they still couldn't stop Michigan from scoring. They just Kept the distance. They they were able to score back. Michigan scored. They were able to score against Georgia. That can't ha- that won't happen more than likely because Georgia allowed allowed twelve points this year. Now I know you're saying, "Well, Brent, well, what do you what do you mean? You know they gave Ohio State forty one points." That brings me to my last point. Against weaker opponents, yeah, Georgia was unstoppable but against teams that were ranked, Ohio State 41 points. Tennessee, that was an anomaly, <laughs> but LSU put up 30. You get what I mean? LSU's a better team than Tennessee in my opinion. LSU's a better team than Oregon, my opinion. The, so they they uh, they are capable now playing against a team with a fire-powered offense they could give up a lot of points. And if they give up those points early, we could find ourselves in a in a in a in a great national championship game. Now, well, I have to pick a winner. I just do. And I am, and I'm not going to pick TCU. It's going to be Georgia. Georgia will walk away the national champion again because I believe their defense is better. That layoff, that they didn't play for a month, Ohio State was fresh. They gave Ohio State an opportunity and they still came back and won. They spotted Ohio State and still came back and won. I'm sorry, TCU. You're not going to if you can't come out the if you can't cause a turnover, something that you we're not very good at all year, you're gonna find yourselves in a bad matchup because Georgia will force turnovers. Now I know what you're saying. Well, did you watch how Georgia played against Ohio State's quarterback, that kid was just running all over the place. Yeah, he, they also had a month off. You get what I'm saying? The thing is, my the crux to my argument is this, and I'm going to wrap things up. TCU gives up way too many points. If they find themselves in a dogfight, in a, in a sluggers match, this is Ali versus Frazier. Yeah, he, I mean, this is Ali versus uh, Foreman. Yeah, Foreman can slug, but all it takes is one, you keep them in, you keep Georgia in, you keep Georgia in, and then boom, 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 boom. A couple defensive moves, and then that's the game. Interception, sack, fumble, (laughs) ball game, Georgia Bulldogs. And I'll let you even bet on them. How about that? I I think, well, I I don't know, I forget what the, the line was. It was a stupid line because I was gonna put money on it, but it didn't look like it was worth it. <laughs> What's the line? What's the line? What's the line? I want the line. Alright, here we go. Um Georgia is minus 12 and a half. That's ridiculous. I'ma say Georgia. I'm gonna say Georgia's gonna win by let's say I win by six. I can see that. I see Georgia winning by six. I'm definitely not going with that. Yeah, that's what we're going with. Georgia wins by six. Book it! Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. This has been the Downright Sports uh, College Football National Championship Preview Game. I really appreciate uh, joining in, listening on Facebook, watching on Facebook. Thank you, guys. Download the podcast. And you can hear the episode in its entirety on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, uh, that ep- this episode should probably drop around nine. I'm gonna say nine. Um, new episodes of Downray Sports will be back. Will air on Facebook this Tuesday at nine o'clock. You can also listen to Downray Sports weekdays on DJ Chase Radio on WDJ. Uh, excuse me, WDJCDB DJ Chase Radio. You can also listen to the show. Thursdays at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com. Saturdays at 6 p.m. at Radar Radio. And Sundays at 10 a.m. Wake up (laughs) at She Real Radio. Follow uh, Downright Sports at TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I think I'm out of social media. (laughs) You can follow me at Twitter at BrentReed18. Appreciate you guys. As always, have fun. And I'll see you Tuesday. Yeah. To, uh, technically, you I'll see out you new episodes of Wednesdays. How about that? <laughs> you can watch on Facebook on Tuesdays. Uh, and we'll pre we'll recap the national championship. We'll preview the NFL playoffs, and then you know I'll throw in a third segment in there. Got my college gear on. Rock out, blah. See ya. Oh no, didn't want to do that. <laughs>
0: Sports critic. Downright Sports. Yeah. yeah. Go. You ooh, are listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. You are now listening to the hottest station. WDJC TV, DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com